Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord. And man, it's so exciting in the churches to see people uh, get it, how close we are. And we, we preach on end times, not as an escape theology, but a hustle theology. As you get down to the last two minutes, it's a two-minute warning for the church. Just like a football player quarterback when he's looking at the play clock it, it freaks me out when they won't look at the play clock very good because the the plays are more crucial as time is winding down and we're seeing things in the last year or so specifically the last six months that are literally uh, nations getting into position for the ezekiel 38 war why would that be a big deal we know we have all the signs of the second coming but the rapture is signless so we look at what happens just after the rapture, and that's the Ezekiel 38 war. And the players for that literally every week are doing something that uh, put themselves more in a position uh, for the Ezekiel 38 war. That means the church is about to depart. That means the Antichrist is about to come on the scene. It's interesting, Enoch was raptured, and Noah rode out the flood, just like the church will be raptured, and we'll hand off to the Jews, and they'll ride out the tribulation. It's amazing. So God always shows the things in the past to show us what's coming in the future. So let's look at what's happened around Israel. Tons of things are happening right now. Let's start with Israel, then we'll go to China and go to Russia and Iran. Number one with Israel, probably the big deal is, of course, Monday night, they did an airstrike in Damascus. What were they doing? They were firing at a munitions plant there that has all these missiles that Iran keeps hauling down from Iran down into Syria. And it's interesting that it's always on the outside of Damascus. This is the 32nd airstrike this year that Israel's had to do to preemptively keep missiles from being fired at them. Now, those missiles are being readied with a, a more of a precise guidance system, so Israel's having to stop it. The intriguing thing is, as Isaiah 17.1 says, that Damascus could be removed from being a city. So something's going to happen. They're going to bring a missile down that's probably got a nuclear warhead on it, and they won't know how to deal with it, and it probably is going to go off, and Damascus will be wiped out, and everyone will probably blame Israel. And that's probably why Russia will come down on Israel. There'll be things just like that. So a lot of scenarios happening, though, in Israel right now. You've got Israel preparing for uh, Lebanon, Hezbollah coming down from Lebanon, attacking from the north, and Hamas in Gaza, the Gaza Strip, attacking from the southwest, to the point that they had exercises today at hospitals to get ready for that. So even to the point that Israel came out today saying there is no nuclear deal with Iran, Iran said, well, we want a nuclear deal. We'll go back to what it was before. And I like that the, even the United Nations and the EU said, not while you're killing protesters and not while you're basically saying you want to destroy another nation. They wouldn't say Israel, but that's what they were talking about. So Iran keeps doing what they're doing along with providing drones for Russia. A document came out this last week saying that Russia was going to get high-tech stuff sent to Iran in exchange for those drones. That's a huge deal. With that, you had Israel shooting down a drone that came over the northern part of Israel from Hezbollah. They had to blow that one out of the sky. So many things happening that are literally positioning themselves for the, the, the coming of the Lord. You had a national intel document came out yesterday in Israel. First time they've ever done on this. They said after uh, organizing everything and looking at what's going on, they expect in the next year that the world is on the verge of being on the cliff. In other words, they're one, we're, the world is one little system away from something happening to start a global explosion. And that's basically what the Bible talks about. We're, we're hearing wars and rumors of wars. To the point that Russia uh, touted that they they moved their second Yars nuclear missile into another silo to have it ready to be aimed at the UK, the, the, in England. I mean, that's just absolutely insane. You've got China that sent over their, their first aircraft carrier they've ever done with a battle group into the Western Pacific, along with China and Russia having war games in the Mediterranean and in the, in the Black Sea. 
You've got nations acting like this because what happened last week? You had North Korea fire two missiles at Japan. They were technically practice missiles, but they were so close to the Sea of Japan, landed at the Sea of Japan, that Japan's uh, prime, prime minister had to call on an alert for the whole country. So the whole country thinks missiles are getting ready to hit them. So uh, what happened was South Korea said, listen, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. They put out kind of a red line saying, if you keep doing this, we're going to go for it. So... You, you see leaders uh, acting like they're going to act during the tribulation. Just no restraint, weirdness, craziness. We want to annihilate you. Craziness going on. Same thing with Russia, uh, amassing even more troops on the Polish border. So that gets NATO involved. So you got event after event after event getting the players in position uh, for what's going to happen. You had the sun had a, a big solar flare that, that literally was so big it put a crack in the atmosphere that could, could affect the, uh, uh, the Earth's geometrical, um, um, whatever that word is I'm trying to say, it's, it's a guidance thing for the whole Earth. And here, uh, uh, there's a solar, solar flare that did that. You had an asteroid fly over Xinjiang, China this last week. It blew, up, blew out windows, made alarms go off everywhere, and they found the debris from the asteroids. It was actually a meteorite. So you have stuff in the heavens. You have stuff, uh, earthquake in California a couple days ago. So those are natural things that the Bible says you'd see just before He comes, but you've got the nations doing this weird thought pattern just before the Lord comes back. It's one thing after another, uh, especially that I don't get into all the politics of everything that's happening because I try to stay away from that. But politically, there's just one event after another event getting everybody ready. Another term came out talking about the Pope, how he basically signed documents that if he was incapacitated, he resigned. We know that's the 114th Pope. Bishop Malachi said that he had a vision of every coat of arms for all the popes, and the 114th was the last one. So, boy, you, you have some really, really, really wild things in play. So let's go through the signs, because there's a couple of things that I want to get to in the signs that I don't normally get to get to at the end of day's update. But number one, you've got Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. After that, you got the Hebrew language restored. Then you got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. And then you started getting to nature. You have 172 different species of predatory birds start showing up. That's radical. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. You had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah were on the Day of Atonement a few months ago. That's so radical. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You have Russia rebuild the archway for Baal worship in Palmyra. Why is that a big deal? That's where the Tower of Babel was. The Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see before the Messiah comes. But then you have Jacob's sheep show up, 20,000 sheep in the lineage of what Jacob originally had there at the Temple Mount. You have the red heifers show up. You had the worms that have the secretion for the, for the ointment that's blood red, and in three days it turns white, though your sins be scarlet, in three days they'll be white as snow. Many, many, many other things happening. I didn't even talk about the coins last week that proved Hanukkah was a part of Israel. There were some coins this week that showed where uh, one of the, 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 the actually, the, the, they call it a birth mother for Mary was in Nazareth. So there's all these things in Bethlehem too. There's event after event after event, things being unearthed, natural things happening, setting up things for uh, uh, the coming of the Lord. It's hard to get into it in such a short period of time, but it's so blatant that it's in our face. So you have all of those, and you got many more. Men will be lovers themselves. I think in the book, how many signs? There's 79. It's hard to go through all 79 signs, but they're pretty precise. I hear some people go, oh, all those signs have all happened before. No, there's never been a generation these have happened before. We're the only one. 
All right, after that, you got signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. You had NASA calls that a tetrad, four in a row. When's the last time you had four blood red moons in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? Well, 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel's made a nation. And 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Pretty amazing to have blood red moons in, on exact dates of radical things happening with the nation of Israel. After that, you have the, temp, uh, the, the Bethlehem star. I mean, how wild is that? You have Jupiter, king planet, Regulus, a king planet, Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, a mother planet. All three of those came together for the Bethlehem star. Intriguing that uh, when Jesus was born, it was the constellation Virgo. This last year, NBC Nightly News said we have a celestial event. We've got Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus. You had Regulus doing retrograde motion, forming a, a crown over uh, Jupiter because it's a king planet. You had uh, Emmanuel Macron say he wanted his rule in, in France to be for the EU to be a Jupiterian rule, a king rule. Kind of a bizarre note with that. So anyway, you have that. That's just so wild. And when that happened this last year, the constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So all these things tell us the Lord's coming back so quick. I hear people go, well, if you preach on end times, you just get everybody's hopes up. That's exactly right. It's the hope that purifies us even as we're pure. So hearing about the coming of the Lord is to produce strength and to produce great joy. There's nothing cooler than all of a sudden we're about to see him face to face. You think about it. Our body's going to be altered. This stain of Adam's going to be taken off of us and we're going to be instantly in the presence of the Lord forever. So Paul said to comfort one another with these words. He didn't say scare one another. He said comfort one another. And I hear people say, well, you can't tell when the Lord's coming back. Paul said, you're not in darkness. That that day would overtake you as a thief. So Paul said we would know. So why don't we take the word over tradition every day? I'm going to magnify and, and absolutely put the word of God ahead of all of these traditions that we've heard over the years. I hear when people say, well, that day and that hour, no man knows. The Jews will know the exact day of the second coming because the Antichrist midway through the trip is going to present himself as God. They'll know they have 42 months. And when Jesus said that, he was telling the church, I'm coming back for you on Feast of Trumpets. That's exactly the code he was giving. So what do we do? We help our local church, help our local pastor. We're on board. We're engaged. Let's go for it. Let's do everything we can to get the message out. The king's coming so soon. Wow. What will it be like to all of a sudden see his eyes as a flame of fire, feet like undefined brass, voice of many waters? He said, I am he who is dead. Behold, I'm alive forevermore. Wow. Jesus coming back so soon for us. Let's go for it. Have a great Christmas season. Colleen and I want to tell you Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful time with your family. Have a great weekend in celebrating the birth of Jesus. So soon we'll see him. Have a blessed week. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.